testing audio. A little sleepy this morning. It's a me, <laughs> Donkey Kong. <laughs> Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of Utaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and this morning I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan. How are you doing? Good. We just drank some coffee. We're uh, drinking some poison juice. Poison juice. We're trying to get caffeinated, and for, for those who don't know, uh, poison yeah, we juice... We should probably preface that, because yeah. I've used poison juice before. On the podcast, and, and people are probably like, what, what are these yeah. guys drinking? Um, it's basically crystal light, but it has like caffeine... But it also has aspartame. Aspartame isn't bad for you, but Lauren was like, hey, I think this is going to poison me. Yeah. And so what was like, it was probably like three years ago or something like that. Yeah. We came oh. up with that nickname. So we kind of just uh, stuck to it. And that's what we're drinking. Poison juice. I got some, I think this is like strawberry <laughs> watermelon or watermelon lemonade or something like that. What, what flavor you got over there? Um, I, Grape. Oh, yeah. grape's my go-to. Yeah, typically. Yeah. I'm actually, I got great Powerade Zero over here. I've got tea. Drink coffee. I'm doing putting everything in my body so that I can try and prepare myself for this podcast. Prepare um, yourself. Prepare myself. Uh, but yeah, so we had a fun episode today. Today, got uh, <laughs> <laughs> got an Australian accent going. Um, you know, so Ryan and I wanted to do a Marvel kind of centered episode uh, today. We're really just going to kind of go through our top ten movies in the cinematic universe, and then kind of detailing some of our favorite characters as well. Um, kind of talking about where we want the series to or the you know, the movies to go as far as the next Infinity War movie, uh, Captain Marvel, a lot of movies on the horizon. So we kind of want to talk about that, but we also kind of want to preface this by saying that like... This by no means closes the door on future conversations about Marvel. Yeah, and we also don't know everything about Marvel, and we're not very familiar with the comic books. Well, I think there's... One of the characters has a lot of wand lore. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, God. We're, no, yeah, so it'll be good. Some freaking comic book nerd is going to write no, 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 a show no. and like No, I totally respect that because I've listened to a lot of videos on comic books and things and how these people remember. They probably have a script in front of them, probably. Right? But how they remember like comic book episode or like uh uh issues, issue issues, yeah. whatever, page whatever. They reference these just off the cuff. And yeah. It blows my mind. I don't have that kind of memory. Yeah, neither do I. And I'm actually not really well read as far as comics go, especially Marvel related. So I haven't read the Infinity, you know, um, line of comics. And so our Infinity <coughs> Gauntlet. Uh, so, yeah, just keep that in mind as, as Ryan and I kind of talk through the Marvel related stuff. But before we get into those kind of conversations... Ryan, as we always do, we talk about the games we've been playing recently. Yes. So, what have you been playing this week? Um, so I've just been playing Bloodborne. Um, so I made a new guy. So I made his name is Bloodborne, B O R N. So he was born of the blood. Yes, made man by the blood. Um, so he's actually instead of like Dragonborn from Skyrim, he's Bloodborne, and he's going to be a blood tinge skill build. So he's going to use that uh, samurai sword, the katage. Oh, I never Tukage. got that thing. You should have. So when you kill Mar- or Martyr Ligarius. Oh, what a tough fight. Yeah, he's rough. You, um, Wait, no, he's... Is that Father G? No, he Father Gascoigne is the oh. first boss. Okay, Mar- 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 is he the one on the he's top the of the rooftops? He's the scythe one where you get the crown. Yeah, the rooftop guy. Yeah, so once you f- defeat him, you can go buy the Kitage. 
Chicago. Okay. For fifty thousand blood echoes. Maybe I did get it. I don't know, but I, I think I used the, um, the axe like pretty much the whole game. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I think that's just such a. Well, I was thinking about it, and I had used the Ludwig's holy blade, the one that's a sword into like a two-handed sword. Oh yeah. Um, in both of my runs, so I figured I'd actually make a build. So. Going to be Chicago and an Evelyn, which is the both of those scale on blood tinge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, from what I've read, um, blood gems to scale, I think they go up to like twenty seven percent scaling, are the worst ones to get in the um, like the dungeons. So that'll be fun. But so far, I've beaten uh, Father Gascoigne, Bloodstarved Beads, or. Bloodstarved Beast, the Witch of Hemwick, which was a terribly difficult fight, and then Vicar Amelia. Okay. So right now, because you have to get through Vicar Amelia to get to the Forbidden Woods to get the Canehurst letter. Yeah. Um. So I got that. This morning I got to Canehurst Castle, and I'm not going to face any other bosses in the game until I get the Chikage. Nice. Um, so I got the Evelyn this morning. Man, now that you're speaking about Bloodborne, that really makes me want to go back and play I know. it. Like, going back and researching a build is actually interesting because you limit yourself to, like, trying a new weapon. Mm-hmm. So instead of, because the axe is not a skill-based weapon, I'm using the saw spear, which is a new challenge because I'm used to that, like, heavier um, feel and then the spin attack, which mm-hmm. basically keeps everything at bay. Um, so it's a new challenge, which is fun. Nice. Um, so what I'm thinking, I started out as a noble scion, which is basically gives you the maximum amount of blunt tinge. Mm-hmm. So you have like minimum in strength and arcane. So I'm thinking health or vitality is 50, skill and blood tinge at 50, and then doing my build at 150 total. Nice. Yeah. So how the level scale, because... From what I've heard, the like um, Dark Souls, they have a PvP kind of, hey, this is what we're doing as the meta level mm-hmm. for battling online. Uh, Bloodborne doesn't, so it's argued between like 100, 120, and 150. And <coughs> so how the, like who you get paired with works, it's your level, um, then 20% higher and lower plus 20 so at level 100, you're facing people level 60 to um, level 140. Okay. So that's a huge range going from like 100 fa- f- are facing 60 people. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of overpowered at that point. Um, and then 120, you get a few more levels, but it's still kind of that huge range that you're either getting overpowered by overleveled people or you're facing people underleveled basically. Interesting. So I'm going to hit 150 is kind of where I'm going to do my builds. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of toned out. Yeah, yeah, I just see you like for a blankly looking at me. That's cool. <laughs> what the heck you were just talking about? No, I so I guess on my main guy, there's two bosses that I haven't beaten. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them is the Orphan of Koss because I've watched his fight before and it's terrifying. Because <laughs> you haven't started New Game Plus, right? No, I haven't. No, yeah. because I want to be every boss because I believe there's a trophy. Yeah, I made the mistake of just starting New Game Plus and yeah. playing through the DLC, New Game Plus is darn near impossible. Yeah, because, yeah, no, I've, yeah. 
because what's her face? You know, I, I yeah. couldn't beat her. Like, I, I just rage quit. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a miracle that I beat the boss just before her. Ludwig? I'm surprised you beat Ludwig. Well, there was the one where, like, all those ghost things, like, shooting me- meteors at me, basically. Oh, the living failures. Yeah. Like, that was hard enough. Um, but then when I got to her, like, I mean, I got so close. Like, I'm talking, like, one hit. One sliver. But, like, I also had, like, one sliver of health. No blood vials. Like, just. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, there. I eventually want a platinum. I think I was looking at some of the trophies. A few of them are hidden. Um, Which, pro tip, you can actually look to see what they are. So once you click into it, press the square button to unhide that information so you can actually figure out. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, like some of them are like get all weapons. Mm-hmm. So like on my main playthrough, I killed Alfred, which is the dude in the white robes or the executioner's robes. But you have to get, um, he gives you a wheel if you do the Kanehurst quest line. Oh, okay. Um, so I need that. Um and then I killed, so I, he also has a hat. So there's one collect all hats, which is kind of weird. Interesting. Uh, but in the DLC, I think all I need is collect all weapons and kill the Orphan of Koss. Yeah, I'll probably start a new file because there's just no way I'm going to be able to get all the trophies with this new game plus that I'm in. No. Um, because I would like to get the Platinum too. I, I mean, I know plenty of people that did it in about 80 hours. Yeah, um, which you, I've already put 80 hours into it because I'm just grinding. I, you know, I grind a ton. and um, I think grinding is the funnest part about it is like you most go in, fun. Funnest is a word. Funner isn't a word. Funnest is a word. Is it really? Yeah, funner. You can Google that. But um, yeah, I think I've Googled that before. Crap, I just lost my train of thought. Because the remaining stigma, most fun may be preferred informal writing and in professional podcasting so <laughs> okay is that what it specifically says? no i just I, <laughs> yeah i came up with that last part of my own but yeah i think it makes you know because of the remaining stigma most fun may be preferred in formal writing and professional podcasting i think so. it's most fun to uh <laughs> grind a bit thank you appreciate it so what i did was i ground out some um Blood shards to level up my sauce beer, and then which you there's like a dog once you beat Father Gascoigne that you can fight. So I got that to level three, and then to get it to level six, once you kill um, Blood Starved Beast, there like you get kidnapped by those guys. Like you die to the dude with the sack mm. outside oh. of that uh, cathedral. Yeah, or uh, yeah, whichever cathedral ward I think it is. And he takes you to that place. You kill those dudes with sacks. Um, and then... <laughs> no, they... Yeah. And then you can get to plus six. Um, and then once you get to Kanehurst, after you kill Vicar Amelia, you can grind out some gargoyles. And they drop the blood chunks. So you can oh. get your guy up to level nine. Nice. So I'm terrified of Martyr Lagarius Because the last time I've done that fight was on my main guy. And it's... Can you imagine beating him on New Game Plus? Because I did that. Yeah. Not to toot my own horn, but yeah. uh, kind of a big Freaking deal. Freaking <laughs> ridiculous, dude. For yeah. the amount of controller spikes that I wanted to do. I was looking up, actually, as I was falling asleep last night, like, what is the suggested level? And, like, people were doing it, like, the lowest I saw at level four. Yeah. But that's stupid. Um, From what I hear, he's really good to parry. You can parry him pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm not going to take any chances. No. I'm going to grind out some gargoyles and 
pound away. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Uh, so this week, I <coughs> was really in the mood to play the N64. Um, I was listening to a lot of N64. Okay, so if you're at a desk job and you're looking for a great you know, video game playlist of music to listen to and you're a big fan of the N64, go to YouTube and type in top 100 N64 songs. There's about a four and a half hour playlist that I listen to almost every day at work um, to the point where... I'm listening to one song and I'm already starting to play the the song that's coming up next in my oh, head. Yeah, because I know how the playlist is going to play out. But outstanding playlist of 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 songs. If you're a fan of the N64, I think I might listen to that instead of coming to the Penn State game. Dude, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You, you gotta come watch the game. It's gonna be a get, big one. Um, you also just gave away our uh, our home state, Penn State, the state of the Pens. <laughs> <laughs> You found me out. It's next to Pencil Island. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, so I was really in the mood, really in the mood to play the N64 this week. So booted up good old Rare's GoldenEye. Um, started a new file, just playing on Agent, and uh, Lauren's on her way home. Okay. Well, she has time. Yeah. We're like well, 15 I'll, minutes. I'll finish talking about my, uh, my experience playing GoldenEye for the umpteenth time. But no, it's terrific. I think it really holds up. You know, a lot of people say that N64 hasn't aged well, and graphically, I'd, I'd agree for the most part. A lot of those games look um, not so great. I would argue that I think the N64 games look better than a lot of the PlayStation games, particularly, like, you look at a game like Final Fantasy VII, and in that game, it looks pretty bad, Yeah, honestly, nowadays. Um, and I'm not saying Quest 64 has, you know, much leg up on you know final fantasy 7 but um i think some of the n64 graphics look pretty decent um compared to that but no goldeneye i think is just an absolute blast to play through first of all um musically i mean grant kirkhope of course composed the soundtrack to that game and it's absolutely phenomenal um every single level has a distinct you know sound to it that's just it's just so good i mean i listen to the goldeneye soundtrack sometimes um at work as well, because it's just phenomenal. I mean, when you get to the cradle, that song, oh my gosh. First of all, the level's so intense because you're like on this giant freaking thing in like the sky mm-hmm. and you're chasing after... Uh, is it a co-op? Trestlevania, whatever, whatever his is name it a is. Co- it's a single player story, It's a single player, right? But dude, it has the greatest... Co-op. No, 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 multiplayer. Or multiplayer, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can play... Perfect Dark, the single-player campaign co-op. Okay. We should go back and do those because I think I've only played GoldenEye once. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. I wish I was in your shoes. I wish I could Why? go. Oh, experience it for the yeah, first time. Yeah, my gosh. It's it's just a terrific game. Um, and you can play through the story actually relatively quickly. So I beat it this week, and I played... There's 20 levels, mm-hmm. and I beat the first 10 in one sitting, and then the next night I beat it. And it wasn't like I was sitting there for like nine hours at a time. It was just a few hours. It was just eight hours. Yeah, exactly. Um, But it's just so much fun. So many memorable levels from, you know, the opening damn level when you literally jump off at the very end. Oh, damn. Yeah, you jump off and like um, bungee jump into like the the facility is the next level, which is so iconic. Just a great game. The damn, or uh, what is it? The runway when you're literally on a racing to get towards a plane. Then you go to the jungle. Dude, yeah. Just a lot of great levels. No, it's a classic game for sure. 
so yeah, I've been really enjoying my time with that. I think this week I'm going to try my best to get on the Dragon Quest Eleven train. Um, yeah, because I stopped playing that one. Yeah. I'm going to try. We'll see what, you know, what kind of mood I'm in. But, dude, we just watched the Assassin's Creed Odyssey trailer. Yeah, no, that looks I hadn't good. watched any trailers for that game. That looks incredible. Like It does. I didn't know that your the main character apparently has um, a bloodline, basically, in the same bloodline as Leonidas, King Leonidas from yeah. the, of 300 fame. So... And it, the and game, also fame of history, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he's only famous he's, in three hundred, not <laughs> actually for doing the act. What's his name? Um, Gerard Butler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he has lineage from uh, King Leonidas. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Thus, the beard lineage. Dude, when I saw that movie though in sixth grade, I remember my dad or my uh, my buddy's dad, Nick, mm-hmm. um, took us to see that, and we were just mesmerized, so obsessed. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. I told the story where I. Bought that underage. Yeah, that's right. It in the car. Yeah, yeah. No, we were freaking out in the back, trying to like, we like look over at each other, like uncontained joy. Yeah, and trying to like spoil that we were watching something really cool. Yeah, what an epic movie! And I did you ever see the second one? Yes, you did. did. Okay, yeah. how was that? Subpar. Not. It doesn't compare. Isn't Faramir? It's that? like no one actually trained to be like. Ab ripple. Oh really? Like, yeah, just like oh, some grab some bunch of guys just like like beer bellies, just like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like painted on abs. It was. I have it. I think on my hard drive, so I can send okay. it to you. Did you? Uh, was Faramir in it? The actor? Yes. Okay, I believe so. Because he remember he was at the end of the original, um, like leading the the charge. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because he brought the girl from Game of Thrones, the main girl, like his wife, Leonidas's wife, is in it. Was she? Was she in the first one too? Yeah. That actress was the like um She was in the sex scene. Well I know that, but like was it the same actress in both movies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's from Game of Thrones? She's Queen Cersei. Like the one one of the few people who have survived. I mean, that means nothing to me because I haven't seen Game of Thrones. Yeah, which you need to change. Which, which we I discussed think, last night. I think I actually did catch a huge spoiler that Deanna said yesterday. She didn't spoil anything. I thought she said that a particular person died. No, she was forecasting you. One of two characters potentially will die in the final season. Yeah, or like what she thought. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. There was no spoilers. It was yeah. Speaking of Game of Thrones, um, one of the the actresses basically has come out and said that fans are going to be very divided in the fun the finale. Yeah. She thinks that it's going to really go one. It's like or two How ways. I Met Your Mother. Just everyone hated it. I never watched that show. Yeah, me neither. Okay. I just heard I it was like the most hated. When Lauren and I first started dating, she like always finale. watched that. Um, so I think she was did not like the finale at all. Yeah, no, I think it's widely hated. Did you end up watching um, all of Friends? I thought you were gonna like try and do that or something. No, Friends is a very you have to be in the mood for Friends. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like. <laughs> you have to be in the mood to hang out with your friends. Basically, it's kind of the same freaking thing. Freaking awful. Yeah. No. Um. Besides the whole friendship thing. You know, it's some of those shows have too much drama. So, like, I'm generally not a drama oriented person. I don't like all of those. Like, she did this, he yeah. did this, blah 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 blah. It's like get your crap together and get on with it, making jokes. Yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of comedians actually. Oh yeah, you at sent. Work. Yeah, you sent me something to watch. You need to watch it because that one's really good. Okay. <laughs> okay. I watched it twice actually because it was. 
Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right, let's let's get into some questions here. So you can write into the show at Otaku Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Ari Lewis2011, where I periodically post updates and reminders to leave us <laughs> listener feedback, questions. You want us to talk about certain things in the show, whether it be uh, recent news, gaming-related, movie-related, whatever it is, anything that makes the show better, we're all about it. So we only got one lonely question this week from the Instagrams from our buddy Comeback Kid. And uh, let me pull it up on my phone here. He says, favorite toy line as a child, and he specifies non-video game related. Okay. Legos. For sure, by a large margin. Okay. Probably beats video games now as well. Okay. You're wrong. My, uh, I <laughs> probably would say... Um, uh, opinions. Everyone has them, so... Uh, yeah. No, Legos... The problem is Legos are really expensive, which I've probably ranted about. Yeah. But yeah, Legos are the best. It'd be really fun to go to Lego World. We did. You guys did? Yeah. Actually, I think at one of the malls around us, they just opened up Lego World. Oh my gosh. Like on Friday. Whoa. What are we doing here, dude? We gotta go. I was gonna take off work. Get the car ready. But I had some things I needed to get done. But yeah, we need to go to Lego World. That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, so Legos is definitely up there for me. I think just action figures in general, like not not even like movie specific, um, just like random like Barbie or Ken. Exactly, um, Bratz dolls. Like that's really <laughs> my stuff. I really related to Sophia, <laughs> <laughs> the blonde one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, no, not Bratz. Not that's how Bratz. I identify. Um, they looked so weird. They look so bratty. Yeah. No, for me, it's probably... Okay, first off, yep. about Bratz. Yep. What, who, like, because it's most likely a bunch of dudes at a company be like, all right, hey, this board meeting, Jeff has got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and he, just this really nerdy guy, a little overweight. He's got a belt on. Um, guys. He's got some slacks, probably a plaid, like, collared shirt. Mm-hmm. What kind of shoes is he wearing? Uh, probably some nice brown ones. Yeah. He shined it this morning because he's design. presenting to a board. Yeah. Soft yeah. design. Uh, Nikes, but Nike they're socks. hidden. Okay. Yeah. Probably yeah. black. Yeah. They don't need a match. No. Um, you, you can go with those stylish socks. Absolutely. Because you're trying to make yourself, that's the one thing you can kind of change about that's fair. suit designs. But yeah, I just see him. Like old school, putting up like a poster board, <laughs> like, a trifold. Uh, yeah, trifold. trifold. He comes in with it under one of his arms, <laughs> and he puts it up. He's like, "All right, I've got an idea." He's a little bit tired because he was up late drinking, trying to think of what he's doing with his life, looking at a Bratz doll yep. that he's designed. And he opens up the trifold, just says Bratz, like the metallic-y letters that you can get at all of the supply stores. Oh yeah. And then it just has a picture of, like, I don't know what it was. It just had, I, I'm, I can't swear, but, like, it has that resting, yeah. like, annoyed face. Girl face. Girl face. And, um, yeah, I I just, I don't, I don't know how those conversations went, but I see it. Well, they happened. They got the green light. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Are you done talking about rats? Yeah. Because okay. I'm I'm done getting interrupted. So. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Um, I would say the Fisher-Price line of toys. So I talked about this on an earlier episode, you know, the 90s episode, where 
you have like your pirate ship, you have your knight's yeah. castle, um, just these really cool, very intricately crafted, you know, places. But then you have like little guys to go along with it. And like I've talked about, I created my like little scenarios and just a lot of fun. Yeah. I just loved, you know, kind of channeling that childlike imagination and just coming up with crazy things. Which one did you say was your favorite? The Knight's Castle. Knight's Castle. Yeah. Um, Why? I just, I mean, Knights, Lord of the Rings. Well, Pirates. You could say the same thing about Pirates. No, Knights are better. Okay. Yeah. So if there was an army, if there was a war <laughs> yeah. between Knights and Pirates. If you put 50 on one side and 50 on the other. Yeah. The Knights would win. Okay. Speaking of knights, I've been listening to a lot of Muse lately, the band. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that because Knights of Sidonia is like a really yeah, excellent yeah. song. Was that a Guitar Hero song too? Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been listening to a lot of Muse lately. I just, I kind of forgot about the band for some reason. And then I started listening to the Uprising album, which is really like just sci-fi, like crazy, weird, electric sound but it's beautiful and i didn't know that they had two albums two albums subsequent to that one i was listening to that at work the other day and um i'm really into music so yeah muse good stuff i've been listening to some usher yeah nice what like old school usher like (laughs) well just the random i don't know at like five in the morning when i'm driving to work on one of the stations it plays old school stuff, so I was listening to some Britney Spears, mm. some Run It by Chris Brown. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Usher, yeah. Like, it, it plays Backstreet. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I'm sitting in the parking lot. Over to the front, <laughs> touch your toes! <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah. it's I'm sitting there listening to, like, 90s songs while people next to me are listening to, like, Havana and whatever's on now. She was coming up on me. <laughs> um, good stuff. I, I was going to sing Get Low, but none of which I can sing here. <laughs> yeah, no, gosh. Uh, to the window. To, to the, the wall. wall. <laughs> okay, we're to done. To the wall. Um, to the sweat drop. Okay, moving on. So we're going to talk about Marvel. Yeah. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, specifically the movies you know, start. I think they kicked it off with Iron Man back in 2008, mm-hmm. and there's been 42 releases every year since then, I think, uh, is the number. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Uh, they're the one releasing faster than Star Wars. And crazy enough, they're still excellent movies. They've nailed pretty much all of them. I'm pretty sure every single one of them has at least a 65% or better on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So um, let's kick it off with our top 10 movies. Do you want to go back and forth? Absolutely. Okay. And let's go 10 to 1. Yes, that's how I listed mine as well. Okay, so what is your number 10 favorite Marvel movie of all time? Number 10 is Civil War. Okay. Yeah, so Civil War was kind of, I guess it's the collection of all of the superheroes. I don't know how many different guys were in it, but I think it was around 20. First time we saw Spider-Man in the cinematic universe, which was really cool. Um, it was definitely a good introduction. His introduction was amazing. Wait, did Homecoming come out before they introduced Civil War? It was after. Okay, so it was. Because remember Home- Homecoming, it started where he was videotaping himself. He's like, oh, that's my cue. I got to go. And then he jumps and steals Cap's shield and everything. And yeah. that's kind of like his... Um, See, I just like um, Mjolnir being broken, that would have been an amazing scene not to have watched trailers. Because mm-hmm. they did that in the trailer. Yeah. But seeing Spider-Man come in 
With not his... knowing Spider-Man was in it, I would have freaked out. Yeah, and Tom Holland is so perfect for that role. Yeah. Like, I-, I love him as an actor. I think he's great. He's hilarious. I think he's brought really a, a great... Amount of energy. Yeah, to the character. And uh, because, you know, Spider-Man, like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man almost... He just seemed too old. Like, he just seemed like you're like a 32-year-old guy. Yeah. But Tom Holland brought, like, the Peter Parker side of that character back, which I really, really like. Yeah, I was watching this morning some of the scenes from Spider-Man 3 and just some of the dialogue with, like, oh, Venom. Gosh. And, yeah. The fact that they got this <laughs> ridiculously grotesque, ugly, huge mammoth of a villain in Venom to be played by freaking Topher Grace, the skinny <laughs> nerd from that yeah. 70s show. Like, I want to be and in the And he was bo- complaining about, like, he got Venom, and he's like, you write stuff about me. Or, like, you, you're you a worse writer than I am. And they're just complaining about writing. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. Venom should literally rip someone in half, devour their insides, and then be like, yeah, I, I don't like you. Yeah. For whatever reason. I, it doesn't have to be anything specific. But then they cast... Or I'm hungry. Jacked. Um, oh my gosh, totally, totally forgot his name there. First, Tom Hardy. He's got traps the size of my head. Yeah. To play Venom, and I'm like, yes, that he should have always been. I think he did that based off of his son liking the character. Oh, really? Like most actors, he's a son. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was reading. Is basically his son loves that character. Okay. So he um, did it so that he could have his son watch something that he did. I don't. Depending how young the kid is, I mean that's a pretty. Well, he's gonna scar his young five year old son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty intense. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, Civil War is uh, actually much higher on my list. Yeah. So um, it's, I I love that movie. Yeah. Um, so what's your number ten? My number ten is one that I feel like kind of came out and went by, and not many people talked about it. I think it's kind of the, I wouldn't say black sheep, but I think it certainly doesn't get the. Um, attention it deserves, and that's Doctor Strange. Yeah. No, that was a really cool one. Yeah. I really like the setup for that film. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I actually adore Rachel McAdams, so their love interest I thought was was great. Um, and there are very few movies that I think deserve the 3D treatment. Avatar, of course, yeah. is the definitive movie to watch in 3D. Doctor Strange was like a psychedelic trip to so the seventies. Yeah, see it in 3D. seeing that in three D with Lauren, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic, yeah. and I really like his his role in Infinity War too. His character is just really unique, especially yeah. his powers. So he's one of the few magic guys that we've seen. Yeah, so far, which is pretty cool. Um, they also introduced the um, was it the staff of the Living Tribunal. So it's one of <laughs> you just gave me a look like I have no idea and that's way more depth than I wanted to get. Yeah. No, it's so the Living Tribunal. I was going to probably talk about this later, but there's like the one above all, which is essentially God, and then the Living Tribunal is like the it has a three faced dude who just like judges. Mm-hmm. It's like the judge, jury, executioner, and basically says like you're judged based off of this. Um, and then you got Celestials and stuff below that. But in the hierarchy, it's pretty much number two in overall power. Okay. But, like, over the movies, they slowly introduce the hierarchy or, like, those higher-level beings. So you got, like, Earth's higher-level guys. Or, like, the superheroes. Yeah. And then you have, like, Celestials. You have um, Peter Quill's dad. Yeah, like yeah. Ego and stuff. 
Um, so you're getting into that. Then you got like Thanos, and then you have like these higher level guys. Where you get into like Galactus. Well, yeah. Speaking of that, so like I actually have an article pulled up about how Infinity War played out in the comics, yeah. and it sounds like after the vanishing of all the people, a lot of those people come into play to help bring down. Yeah, so I, it's cool that they're slowly introducing those kind of things, and yeah. that was one of those things where it's, I mean, who who's the main villain in that one? It was um, what one in Doctor Strange? Oh, I I can't even remember. Surtur is Ragnarok was the guy. Um, this one, he was. I'll look it up. So the Void Universe or Dark Horses. Universe? Clip clopping over here, villain in. Um, oh, what's his name? Doctor Strange. What? Uh, Dormahua? Dormammu. That's what it was. Dormammu. Dormammu? Yeah, that's what it was. So, um, yeah, he was pretty cool. Apparently, he's really freaking powerful. Really? But he made a pact that he wouldn't, like, crap on Earth or, like, screw up our stuff. Plus, I, I guess we'll kind of talk about this in Infinity War because I'm assuming it's on your list. Um, yep. But I love when he was going, like, one-on-one with Thanos and how he, like, multiplied himself and just, like, yeah. how he's, like, got, like, his hands mo- moving all over the place, doing all kinds of crazy stuff with the, the arts or whatever they are. Yeah. He's really cool. Yeah, character. definitely a good movie. Um, so what is your number nine? So number nine is Iron Man, the original one. Okay. Um, it's what started everything coming off of... I mean, it's the same way... Maybe not to the same extent that um, the first Star Wars, A New Hope, started a franchise, but um, definitely had that impact of seeing it translated onto screen coming out of the comics books um, really had an impact, especially on the like nerd community. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I actually don't have any of the Iron movies on my list. I mean, that's the only one I have. Mm-hmm. Um, number two... I don't remember what it was. And number three, I think, was where he gets his house blown up or whatever. Yeah, I, I need to go back and watch those. I've never been... What was number two? Oh, it was the dude who made a bunch of suits. The electric things, right? Yeah, yeah the whippy um, guy. Yeah. I I just haven't been a huge fan of the character. It has nothing against Robert Downey Jr. I actually like him a lot as an actor. And I love him when he's with the Avengers, like in the other movies. Yeah. Um, And certainly as he's kind of like a, a mentor to Peter in the Spider-Man movie, Homecoming. But... Yeah, his standalone movies I'm just not a fan of. Yeah, well, I've never been a fan of Iron Man, the character. Yeah. Or he's kind of a lame superhero, which probably will get slack. But Unlike Batman, I should... I should oh, know. he's just like Batman, <laughs> as in his lameness. But um, <laughs> as far as his... Rede- like, I actually cared about him more... I care about him more as a human character as opposed to his Iron Man-ness. Yeah. Like, his ability to influence the Avengers. But... He really redeemed himself in Infinity War. Yeah. I mean, with all of his extra upgrades and all of, like, the emotion he put behind it, it's going to be sad when we lose Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, because I think he's inevitably, and we'll talk about the future, probably die in this next movie. I think a lot of, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. A lot of changes are going to be made to the lineup. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So my number nine is the first Avengers. Okay. Um, And I should also say that, like, (coughs) number six through ten could really go in any order. My five is locked in as the order for those. But but six through ten is kind of just, like, they're just there. They're all great. But, yeah. Yeah. 
they can go anywhere. Um, but yeah, so the first Avengers movie, I think it's it's unbelievable what I think uh, Joss Whedon directed that film um, of Firefly fame, mm-hmm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and uh, Angel. Things he's done, all the good stuff. But no, I think it's incredible that how successful he was able to bring all of these ridiculously great actors and actresses together in a bombastic film, and it worked. You yeah. know, I mean, it worked so well where, like Infinity War, but, you know, of course, Marvel's Avengers, the first one did it, you know, did it first, how all these characters got their moment. They all had a time to shine and have their spotlight. And I think that's really difficult um, in a movie that big. Yeah. And I think the reason Marvel works is because we've seen them in their own standalone movies first. Mm-hmm. And that's besides poor directing and crappy writing and just overall crappy plots that's why dc doesn't work in a cinematic universe yeah because none of these characters have been established or the actors have changed over multiple times so seeing a new batman there's no new batman movie to make us care about this new dude who's now gone yeah i mean well, superman is probably the only one we've seen in the uh, justice league yeah i mean you look at something like suicide squad and it's like you bring all these people together but you really you have like 30 seconds of backstory for each yeah. introducing each character. And it's like, and then they're just there, they're together, they're doing their thing. But yeah, like you're saying in the Avengers, everyone had, you know, you had Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, all these movies to kind of introduce the story. And then it, it connected to Avengers so well. Everything fed into that movie, you yeah. know. You have to give us a reason, one, to care about the characters. And comics... Do it over hundreds of issues. Yeah. Why we care about these characters. Movies give you two hours, but you don't have two hours to go into the backstory of one of the characters in like Avengers. You have to care. Like the Hulk, self-explanatory, had multiple movies, but it's none the new guy. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Ruffalo. Um, But pretty much everyone else we cared about because we've seen their, their own, besides being part of this group, their own struggles and their mm-hmm. own dealings outside why those characters think the way that they do yeah which when bringing them together makes it that much more impactful yeah i agree completely it's just good writing yeah you know? no it really was and uh yeah i think that's really all i have to say about the first <coughs> avengers it's it's a great movie yeah uh my next one it's been so long since i've seen this um generally people write uh put this one pretty high in their list it's winter soldier that's my number eight yeah. Oh, nice. So um, from what I remember of the plot, you have Bucky. Of, I actually had to look up the plot again. But it's this is the one with the th- those three destroyers. And there's basically that group mm-hmm. that kind of is infiltrated, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of action. Good. This is the one with the Captain America elevator scene, which is pretty cool, right? Is this the one where it's like, do we really want to do this? Oh, yeah. And yeah, then he just beats everyone up. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's just, I really need to go back and watch this. But it, the introduction of Bucky. Exactly. His old friend. Yeah. Um, he's a cool character. I like his character a lot. I don't think he gets enough, um, yeah. enough love. He gets overshadowed by the larger characters. Yeah, he really does. Because he, he disappeared in Infinity War, didn't he? No, he got his arm back. Or he... For some reason, his arm was taken off. I totally forget how, but they gave him the vibranium arm. Oh, okay. In yeah. Wakanda, 
Wakanda. Wakanda? Yeah, you put an R in there. Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. That country that Black Panther's from. And, um, yeah. So then he was fighting, and remember the uh, the squirrel, or the raccoon, was, um, he asked Rocket. for his arm. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> He's like, I'll take your arm. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks up. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Didn't even, like, answer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't really have anything else to say for Winter Soldier either. Um, like you, I mean, it came out seven years ago, so in 2011. So I, I, I haven't seen it probably in at least five. Um, yeah. I just remember as well it being very, very good and action heavy. So Yeah. So you can, I guess, go ahead and go into your seven. So number my seven. number seven was Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Yeah, so definitely a great take or a revival. Not that it really needed to be revived because there's been like two iterations already. Um, I don't know the second actor's name. Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Um, yeah, so Rusty has occasionally been wandering over to the kitchen because he's cooking what, chicken? Yeah. He's cooking chicken. I haven't eaten today. Yeah, he hasn't eaten, so he's back now. I'm Are back. you good? I'm good, yeah. Okay. Chick- chicken's um, over there. It's cooling off. We're good. Okay. So, um, yeah, no, it's definitely a wittier, younger um, Spider-Man. One who he really portrays the liveliness and kind of rambunctiousness mm-hmm. of, holy cow, I have powers now. And then his fanboying over Iron Man was great. Yeah. Um, his hot aunt which was great. And then having Iron Man kind of just him just be like, don't hit on my aunt. Kind of yeah, thing. exactly. Um, yeah, definitely a good, really cool movie. And then the villain was really good. Right. Really great. Eagle guy or he, the guy Vulture. with the wings, Vulture. Michael yeah. Keaton. Yeah. I thought that was well done. Um, ending was satisfying. Um, it's a heck of a breakup kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot higher up on my list than yours, but, yeah. um, I love the scene because I didn't know about it going in when he goes to um, the girl's house and that's his daughter. Yeah. You know? You're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, which I guess normally you could see as like a, I wonder if they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to make them yeah. somewhat related. It wasn't like groundbreakingly. No, like, it, that's a common trope in movies. Yeah. But I didn't, ex- I expected them to do something different. Yeah. So actually having it go this way was like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. And I love his little sidekick friend. Um, yeah. I think he's amazing. and Fat Asian guy. Yeah. And so I loved it when he, like, at the end of the movie needed him to get on the computer and, like, help him or whatever. And so when the lady comes <laughs> yeah. the lady comes in, she's like, excuse me, what are you doing in here? He's like, watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Yeah. it's> like, <laughs> I thought that was just great. Um, yeah. yeah. He's just – and then when he actually found out that he was Spider-Man – he like dropped. He dro- oh, no, no, no. Well, the mom was good too. So that was the end of the movie. Grandma, but when his fr- when his friend found out that he was Spider Man because he was sitting in the under the bed, right? Yeah, he, he was like sitting on the bed and he dropped the, the like the Death Star <laughs> yeah. Lego set and like just shattered on the ground. That was really funny. Um, yeah. No, it's a great movie. But they're actually filming um, Spider Man. I think it's called Far From Home um, right now yeah. over in Europe. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited. To s- no, that'll be a good one. And when does that come out? 
Uh, let me scroll to my right. So that comes out on July 5th of 19. Yeah, so next year's going to be action. So why don't you kind of go down the list as as the... Okay, so we're going to do this later, but upcoming schedule of movies. Captain Marvel is March 8th. Um, Avengers 4 is going to be May 3rd of 19. These are all 19. Um, Spider-Man is July 5th of 19. And Guardians 3 is going to be 2020. I think that's delayed. I don't think that's going to happen. Guardians 3? I really don't. I do. I, I don't think they're going to... I think that the actors are going to kind of boycott and they're going to have to... I think they should... Okay, th- that's more political. Like, the did the director get fired because of a tweet he did yeah, James years Gunn. ago? Yeah, James Gunn. Which I think is crap. Well, because what's-his-face, um, Dave Bautista... Is if you don't use a script, I'm out. ...has openly said, like, he's, yeah, not going to do it. Yeah, I think... It, no, it's if he doesn't use the script, that was his ultimatum. I mean... Um, I... They have to do that one because that one is where, well, they tease at the end of Guardians 2, I think, um, or one of those movies, Adam Warlock, with those golden people who mm-hmm. were cool. Um, Adam Warlock, as far as like moving forward, is going to play a huge role Yeah, in like keeping of the gauntlet and things. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting. Or breaking up of the gauntlet or overseeing the stones or whatever. Yeah. Keeper of rocks. Hopefully that happens because that's going to be awesome. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, yeah. We'll find out probably by the time Infinity War 2 comes out. So Yeah. Uh, so that was your number seven. Yes, that was. Right. Okay, so my number seven is actually one that's probably, if not your number one, close to it, and that's Avengers Infinity War. Yes. Um, And so... When this came out, you know, Laura and I went to the theater earlier this year. We sat down. I knew nothing about the movie, like no spoilers going in. Two and a half hours long, and I felt like it was 30 minutes. Like, I felt yeah. like I didn't have a chance to catch my breath. And I mean that in the most, in the best of ways. Um, there was just scene after scene where it was just action-packed, honestly, like, hold your breath levels of intensity, you know. Um, and then when they went to, you know, to space and everything that took place with with Peter, um, Doctor Strange. So we're going to spoil stuff, so yeah, I mean, forewarned. Yeah, definitely, if you've not seen the movie, um, spoiler warning for all Marvel movies We should put a spoiler warning at the beginning. Yeah. When editing. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. We'll fix, we'll fix that in post. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we do that. Yeah, because I, I spend so much time editing this podcast. Yeah. Um, but no, I think there was just a lot of really special moments, and like the first Avengers, but even more so with this one, um, everyone really had their moment to shine and it was really interesting and, and really wild how they were able to have so many different story arcs going on, um, kind of simultaneously with one another. And it was kicked off with, with Loki dying. Yeah, you know? no, I thought that was such a powerful way to start is cause Ragnarok, they end it's Loki and Thor. They're kind of had that like, Hey, I'm physically here kind of ending yeah. to Ragnarok, just a powerful, like. I'm kind of, I have a good side to me. Yeah. A redeeming quality to Loki. Um, and then they see this giant ship and Loki seems to recognize it. It's just like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. And then going into this one, the ship's destroyed. They're aboard. And you think Loki's going to just let his brother die. And um, Thanos, if you look back, it's Thanos is shocked when he's actually said, just kill him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it, yeah. Him going for it and trying to save his brother was a cool way yeah. to send him out. It really was. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really powerful moments in the film. I know a lot of people have mentioned it and it's worth talking about is, you know, at the end of the movie when Robert Downey Jr., everyone starts disappearing because, you know, Thanos has the gauntlet and everything's act all the stones. Um, and, you know, he kind of snaps his fingers and people start disappearing. And I think one of the most emotionally in- impactful ones was when Spider-Man, um, yeah. you know, it's just like, Mr. Stark, you know, he's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. That was all ad lib too. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the Russo brothers basically told uh, Tom Holland, like, there's no real scripts to this scene. You need to just, you don't want to go. Yeah. And portray that. And he just says that like three or four times. But it, the way he, he does it, delivers it, it's it's really emotionally stirring. Um, and so I think it's going to make Infinity War Part 2 um, so much better with, with hopefully his inevitable return, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, this is my number one. Um, it's my, one of my favorite characters in Marvel is Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, and pr- prior to this, I had done lots of research trying to figure out how this universe is. Um, and Thanos was just such a compelling character. Um, he, they went a different route than the comics. Um, trying to court death because he loved a statue that was on his home world. Yeah. Um, but that that's fine. Um, it's there's a lot of extra backstory you'd have to work into other all the plots of the other ones to try to weave that storyline. Yeah. And toying with how well the other movies are done, I'm fine with making probably Hela the closest thing to the goddess of death. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, he he's just a cool character, and he actually has similar to the villain in Black Panther, um, a kind of a human side to him almost. No, absolutely. Something that you can like his love for Gamora. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually like caring there, like he actually cared for her as a daughter, um, which generally you don't get from villains. Villains can become very stale if they don't have any depth to him. Absolutely. And he actually had a lot of depth to him. And it was... Infinity War was less an Avengers movie and more of an origin story for Thanos. Yeah, no, I agree. I was... It's the best way to combine 30-plus superheroes and then have your origin story. That's... I mean, how awesome are you if it has 30 superheroes in your own origin story? Yeah, and honestly, like, I have... Captain America Civil War is my number four, but I could easily put Infinity War there. Um, yeah. It's just such a phenomenal movie and um, spectacle, really. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, each superhero had their moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great to see how all of the superheroes are the... I mean, the Avengers had their own movies. Gardens of the Galaxy had their own movies, but like... And Thor, I guess, is part of the Avengers. But when they all started meeting up and they're like who the heck are you guys yeah. kind of thing. Their interactions, it was like, are you on our side or what are we fighting for? Kind exactly. Of um, so that slow transition into gaining allies and um, closing the gap of separate movies into one, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, it'd be great if they could actually get the um, Fantastic Four and Mutants in there. That'd be pretty sweet. But Fox needs to be cool. Yeah, I would... Um... Yeah, I, I also loved the scene with Thor when he when he gets to Wakanda and he just like comes out of the sky. Oh, yeah, new Thor, King Thor is amazing. Just with freaking, all of his lightning. Oh, dude, he's just an absolute boss. I yeah. love it. 
Um, because that, I mean, he brought Groot and, you know, um, Rocket with him and they were just on the battlefield just going at it. I mean, it was just so cool. I mean, it was like literally like Helm's Deep levels of epicness with like the amount of people and things on screen, this giant field just chasing after each other and just fighting. I thought it was just really well done. Yeah. I also, visually, they do lightning really well. Yeah. I mean, they could make lightning look pretty lame, just make a one or two bolts, but having it kind of... If you've ever seen a Tesla coil or even like one of those balls that you put your hand on, it radiates oh, yeah. kind of the plasma. I like how stringy the lightning looks and how much it actually disperses into different kind of grounding yeah. areas. Um, yeah, no, I I just really love this movie. I'd really like it if my boss or old boss Ryan would give me back my Blu-ray so I could watch it again. Yeah, I'd like, I'd, like him, I'd like him to give it back so then I could watch it again, too. Isn't it on Netflix? No, it's no, not. It's, yeah, because no, it just not. came out yeah. um, on Blu-ray. But. but yeah, it's yeah, that's my number one. Nice. Um, what is your number six, though? <laughs> my number six is Guardians of the Galaxy. What the heck? We're almost one for one here. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's my six as well. So Guardians of the Galaxy, um, I love this one. Or it's just, it's as high as it is because it's the first kind of jut out into the galactic scale Mm -hmm. of the marvel universe um exploring i mean everything was besides asgard tailored to the earth right with all the heroes or marvel and i think avengers came out before this one so yeah so guardians came out in um oh crap i moved my list so i don't have the dates lined up i think it was 2014 okay yeah and then um infinity war came out this year of course yeah so or no i'm sorry the original Avengers came out in 2012. So it is after. Yeah. Guardians um, came out in 2014. Yeah. So it's just that kind of that expansion and you get more. It's kind of a ramp up into you get more explanation of the stones like, oh, crap, there are people out there who want these stones. You get bigger villains. You actually see Thanos like as a full body instead of just a head, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I think I've rewatched that scene so many times like. Yeah, I'm I'm sick of your crap, and I don't care about your politics because they're kind of boring. Yeah, um, you screw up again, I'm gonna like scatter your blood throughout this solar system. Yeah, essentially, and it was just like, oh, <laughs> he's pretty serious. <laughs> and it's that introduction of Thanos that I really liked in that one as well, and the music. You're a music guy. I'm sure you're gonna go on this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I think from the very beginning scene, you know when. Peter, he, he arrives on this planet, and he's just like, yeah, what is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like whatever the song's playing. Yeah. Um, but you know, he like grabs the like the little lizard thing, and he, he uses like a it. microphone. <laughs> he like kicks one away. Um, but then like when he meets these people, and because he, he's there to get whatever he's getting, um, the orb, the orb, the power stone. Yeah, the power stone. Um, and those guys show up, and he just like very casually just like suits them with like whatever he has and it's just a really cool scene i mean the introduction of his character he's very comedic he's just sarcastic very sarcastic and very likable um but yeah no i think there's a lot of really cool moments in that movie with with rocket and groot um groot especially i think fans just immediately fell in love with him yeah um because he's it's crazy how he can express so much with with one word yeah. You know, or three words, I'm sorry. Um, I am Groot. Yeah. You know. And then I think I really like the interpretation of that through Rocket. Yeah. 
and you're like almost trying to piece together like what he actually said because well, all you hear is like his answers like no we're not gonna whatever yeah and, and it's like that's me it's like chewbacca you yeah. know like he sounds the same every time but like han interprets what he's saying so mm-hmm. it's just really kind of funny um <laughs> But then when Rocket's kind of coming up with their escape strategy and he says, like, I need you to get this. I need you to get this. I need you to get his arm or his leg. Yeah. And then he gets, he's like, I don't need, I didn't need his leg. You know, he's like, great. yeah. Um, so that was really, really funny. Um, yeah. It was a great introduction because they introduced, what, five characters at once, which is da- potentially dangerous yeah. to do. Um, looking at you, DC. But like <sighs> the introduction of, that many characters could have gone so poorly mm-hmm. and to have it solidify or come together so strongly and be so well received is great. Yeah. And it's, it really attests to the directors and the ability of Disney to pick, or was it Kevin Feige to pick who he wants in his like circle? Yeah. Of- well, I think the casting was just spot on too with Chris Pratt as Peter Quill. So he would send text messages yeah. to Gunn's, uh, um, Gunn, what's his first name? I know, you know names. I just said it earlier in the episode. James? James Gunn, yeah. Um, he was sending, like, text message pictures of his himself with that, like, shirtless, basically saying, like, am I good enough yet? Am I good enough yet? Because, yeah. like, he wanted to play the role so badly, but James was just like, listen, you're not, you're not fit enough. You're, you can't meet the character um, aesthetically. And uh, eventually he just got jacked. And uh, he played the character. And I think he, I cannot see anyone else in his shoes, you know, yeah. um, in that no, role. Uh, yeah, it's funny, though, because I've not even seen the second one all the way through. Um, you fall asleep. Yeah, I just, I, I didn't, the way the story was going with his meeting his father and everything just didn't really seem interesting to me. Yeah. Um, so I just never watched all of it. I definitely need to because I have it on Blu-ray, but um first one i just don't think it will ever surpass no it doesn't the second one is definitely not as good um it definitely from what i remember it's the same scale as um guardians of the galaxy one but it definitely doesn't have whether that's the same impact of iron man one opening up that type or side of the franchise or just the franchise in general um two is kind of it's really hard to do a good sequel to something so good yeah yeah all right, so what is your number five then? Oh, I guess we did have the same six. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther. Okay. Um, so I think this one is the str- besides if you see Infinity War as a um, origin story of Thanos, then it's my second choice of origin stories. But as far as the strongest out of the gate, here's a new character. Black Panther is my number one origin story. So it's funny. When they announced there was going to be a standalone Black Panther movie, I literally had zero interest. I was like, why are they doing a movie about the Black Panther? Because yeah. I felt like he was the least developed character, like, in, you know, the out of the, the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, when he was in, like, Civil War and stuff like that. But I went, and I didn't watch it until about two weeks ago when Lauren was in Japan. And my gosh. Right? Is that movie <laughs> phenomenal. It's actually my number three. Really? Yeah, I wow. absolutely adore the movie. I mean, I already have the biggest man crush on Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Creed Two trailer coming in November. You better yeah. watch that; it looks amazing. Have you seen the trailer for that yet? Creed uh, Two? No, I have not. We'll watch it after this. It looks amazing. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't think you did. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll watch it anyway. But anyway, so I love Michael B. Jordan. I was 
so saddened to hear that he's the villain and again spoilers inevitably he dies in the film um but he's just like thanos and probably even more so than thanos has yeah. a very rational reason for him being a villain he, no he's justified in his anger yeah like in his hatred yeah like, it totally makes sense you feel for him you're like if that happened to me I, I mean, I might go to some therapy first, but, like, I yeah. might end up the same way that he Yeah, did. absolutely. And I love when he was in, like, the museum and asking the lady to take him around, at, look at different artifacts, and she was telling the history behind each item. And then they got to, like, the sword or whatever it was from Wakanda. And he's like, oh, tell me about this one. And she went on, like, some long story, and he's like, no, see, you're wrong, okay? Yeah. You know, this is actually blah, 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 blah. And he goes on about, like, the history of it being Wakanda, and she's... Was she drinking something? She did something. Yeah, like a coffee or tea. Yeah, and he, they had like drugged it or whatever. But um, that introductory scene was awesome. I couldn't believe that um, Golem, what's his name, Andy Circus was in it. Circus is great. And he got freaking jacked for the movie too. <laughs> like he's big. Um, I thought that was so awesome. Um, we're going to talk about our favorite characters later, but Shuri. Um, T'Challa's younger sister. They had a great like dialogue back and forth. They really just did. giving each other crap. I loved how she was like this super whiz with like technology, just knew everything about it. it was just really just funny. Um, when her and uh, Killmonger had like a moment when I mean, Killmonger's going to try and kill her, she's just like because he mongers the kill exactly, just shooting all these like little bullets at him and just yeah, yeah. She just seemed like so aggressive and passionate and just uh, she was just a great great character yeah she was both smart and sassy and yeah i just i love that dynamic of between the two i love seeing also the tribes and kind of the history of that region um how the selection of the black panther worked that was that cool. was pretty cool um yeah no it was, it was a great movie yeah i loved how they were on that like little waterfall area and they like stripped him of his black panther powers um, and it was just a raw fight to the finish, essentially. Yeah. And the when, first one went a lot better than the second one. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought he was going to beat the guy. You know, the, mm-hmm. I did not expect him to take the throne like he did. Yeah. Um, and then when he just, like, tossed his body. You're like, oh, you know. I was just like, uh, how is he going to come back from this? And then, of course, he does stuff. Near, nearly died, you know. Um, mm-hmm. That other tribe found him. I also like that they went to the, like, panther world or whatever it was. You got to talk to the dad and be like, first that time was, it was like, hey, congratulations, son. And the second one was like, what the heck did you guys do? Like, yeah. you screwed up. That bad. was really cool. Like, I'm not going to be like you. You guys screwed up. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. It was a great, great movie. It was my number three. Um, but yeah. Okay, so Ryan, going to take a quick potty break. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about uh, my number five. Uh, my number five is Deadpool, by the way. All right, I'm just going to talk while Ryan uh, runs to the restroom. So how are you guys doing, you know? I mean, we, we haven't talked in a while. It's, you know, why don't you sit down, sit down on the couch, folks, you know, grab a grab a coffee, maybe some tea, and uh, let's talk about things. How have things been? Things are good with me. Uh, you know, my, my new job, been there only two months next week, and uh, a little bit less stressful than my previous job, which is really nice. I uh, work with a great team of people. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm in, I'm in IT audit, so I, I enjoy that realm of things. Uh, keeps me busy, keeps me on my toes, learn a lot every day. Um, I like long walks on the beach with, um... Wait, did you just say you are in 
IT audit? That's what you're talking about? Yeah. Why? Uh, no one likes accounting. Dude, I had to think of something off the cuff. And I just like... <laughs> you go to what you know? Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, when I was auditing this company... Exactly. There was irregularities... Mm-hmm. Okay, so dead control deficiencies. <laughs> yeah. um, and the countermeasure to that one was mitigating controls, yes. yes. Um, no, so my number five is Deadpool. Okay. And I think I couldn't believe how <coughs> ridiculous this movie was. Yeah. And they just went all out, rated R. I think it was the first rated R superhero movie. I believe that's true. And for the best of reasons, I mean, just so over the top with foul language gore out the wazoo ryan reynolds plays the role so perfectly beautiful man i oh he is a beautiful man i love how he narrates so much of the story and how they start out the movie you know while he's deadpool and then you know there's like certain pause moments and he's like all right well first of all we need to go back a bit yeah this is actually a romance exactly (laughs) And, and they do the same kind of thing in the second one yeah um, so I thought that was really pretty cool, and I didn't know how Deadpool became Deadpool. Yeah. And so I thought that was really interesting how he was essentially tortured to the point of becoming a mutant. Yeah. And how they put him in that place, or that, was it like oxygen yeah. sucking, whatever, and how he took the um, the match from that girl. Yeah. And, like, lit it, you know. Because she's actually, like, a, a fighter in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. She, like she does, like, MMA fighting. and stuff. Interesting. She looked like she could... I would not want to meet her in a yeah. back alley. No, definitely not. But, uh, but no, I love Marina Bakarin from Firefly fame as well. Um, v, I like that revival. I'm so sad that that show's not in existence anymore. Uh, but, yeah, no, Deadpool was fantastic. Ridiculously funny. Yeah, I couldn't pick between the two. I think they're tied in my book i've i've seen the second one twice i've seen the first probably twice in the comedy the action i think there's more action in the second one Mm -hmm. Uh, both jokes all pretty much hit in both movies um so i put dead pools as my number four just both because they're kind of interchangeable and i do love too how it's so self-aware and they like when they go to break the fourth wall yeah so like when they go to the um the mutant academy and (laughs) you know those two answer the door and he's like oh this is all that we could afford for this movie yeah you guys um i thought that was great i love the payoff in the second one it was like yeah you guys are so cheap i mean seriously we got this huge house and no one's here and then you just see and it's like all the young cast yeah like uh the x-men and they just kind of close the door yeah that was really good yes that's Um, great and then like Ryan Reynolds even says his own name in one of the movies. He says it multiple. Yeah. yeah. There's a People magazine with Ryan Reynolds' face like in one of the scenes just yeah. laying down. So I just, yeah, I love how self-aware it is. It's just ridiculously funny and over the top and um, definitely makes my, my list for number five. Yeah. No, I, I love how, I mean, it's gonna sound bad. I love how violent it is. Yeah, they, yeah. Don't, they don't pull punches. Not at all. Um, it's definitely a good take. And Fox doesn't have a good track record for anything when it comes to the marvel related characters but they definitely pulled it off well and they pulled off the second one really well too so i think um uh moreno carden's character is gonna come back because he got the um member so um what was the uh okay josh brolin's what was his name oh okay um 
yeah guy. But no, so he was able to turn back time, and he was only able to do it one more time. Mm-hmm. And he did it so he could... Oh, what was it? Was it the X-Force? I think that them teasing that, that's actually a like a, a comic book thing. I'm I think sure. the X-Force, they actually have a team. So, like, they're forming a new team at the end. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, so that was hilarious in Deadpool 2. When he has, like, he assembles that team, and Brad Pitt was the invisible guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, just, you see him getting electrocuted. And... I loved how they all just, like, die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, nice. And they're like, oh, there's a wind advisory. Like, he was telling him as he yeah. was interrogating. And then you're like, okay, this is probably going to go poorly. And then the only one who kind of semi-survives is, like, the dude who has no powers. And it's just like, yeah, I just saw, like, the LinkedIn request <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, um, And then he just gruesomely gets like blended or whatever oh or he gets acid on him and then yeah well because one of them went into like a tree blender yeah the acid spitter dude yeah and then he's actually the guy who plays the clown in it oh that's right um alex skarsgård sure or bill skarsgård alex was the one that was in the tarzan movie yeah they're yeah there's a whole family of them and they're like all actors it's crazy yeah but uh, no, Deadpool movies are great. So that was your number four, right? Yes. So what's number, your number four? My four was Captain America Civil War. Okay. So we kind of spoke about that. Um, what was your number three? My number three was Logan. Frick. I thought of that as I was heading over here, and I was like, dude, I need to put this in there. I didn't even think about that. I know, right? <laughs> I totally forgot about Deadpools and Logan. That's probably my number one then. We'll just shift everything down. Oh, garbage. Yeah. We can talk, and then we'll... Yeah. Yeah. This is his stand-in, number one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Logan... I, I, one of my favorite characters, um, I guess, going into the next topic, is Wolverine. He's just a compelling... The growth of that character throughout the X-Men movies, whether you like him or not, it's great. He was taken under... Um, Professor X's wing as a father figure because he was kind of that rogue, didn't really have a purpose or anything. Um, And this was kind of the culmination or the perfect send-off for all of those characters. Mm -hmm. Professor X, the, um, like his, essentially his dad um, fighting cancer or like a brain disease where you, I think they referenced it or they said it in the thing. It was like, you have the most powerful brain in the universe that is deteriorating. What do you do? And it was very down to earth. It was less comic booky. It was, this is a serious drama. It was like a noir. I mean, it was just very like, had a crazy vibe to it that was like unlike any other. Um, you getting a message or something? I'm getting an IM from someone because <laughs> I'm, I'm on my work computer. Uh, what are they saying? Hello, are you nap? Uh, I'm gonna go offline. Sorry, Erica. Interesting. Um, no, so I I think this was one of the most raw and real performances um, from Hugh Jackman, and really any of the Marvel movies. Um, I I couldn't believe how well they pulled it off. Patrick Stewart oh, was might be in a different country. Okay, in- incredible. Yeah. Um, and it was just so heartbreaking. When, you know, because the premise of this movie, there's like, they create essentially a Wolverine clone, um, a younger Wolverine, because um, Logan has something in his body that's 
poison. I mean, he's dying, you know. Yeah, it's the poisoning from the adamantium itself. So his greatest strength is actually the thing that's killing him. Exactly. Um, and so when this clone comes into the story and they're chasing after him because of this this young girl who is essentially, isn't essentially, she is Wolverine's daughter, mm-hmm. um, escapes this facility where they're essentially building mutants and, like, mutant kids. When she escapes that facility, the whole premise of the story is getting this this girl back. Um, and so Logan is trying to protect her and then also get her friends, her and her friends to safety, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Patrick Stewart, of course, Wolverine was looking after him, getting him um, the medication that he needed. And when when that Wolverine clone guy comes in and stabs him, it was just so hard to watch, especially it was hard to watch, but also so cool when Hugh Jackman just went freaking nuts. Oh, that final, I mean, the last hurrah kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Because you actually, he filmed that scene, and then you, if you've ever seen him in the studio, he actually does the voicing for that, because him running through the woods would sound so far away. Oh, yeah. So you see him in the studio, just like yelling and getting jacked up. Yeah. Getting jacked up. Ah, Hugh Jackman. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> would have gone over my head. Yeah, I know. It it yeah, but um yeah, this is just a amazing movie, and it definitely it introduces new mutants and um kind of a new age uh, or a new kind of like what probably the new lineup of the Avengers will do. Like mm-hmm. the, this is the new lineup of X Men or the new Wolverine. Yeah, is that how they're gonna do a new Iron Man if they're gonna do Iron Man? This is how do you replace uh, Wolverine, who's been in six or seven movies so far, how do you he and Hugh Jackman just being such an iconic, amazing actor that everyone really loves? It's how do you replace him? And I think it was such a good origin story for it wasn't necessarily an origin story, but just a introduction to the character. And she played it being so young so well. Oh my gosh, yeah! When she was just rattling off Spanish, and he was just like, "Shut up! Shut the!" He's like, yeah. like freaking out because she like wouldn't stop talking. That was that scene where she started speaking Spanish and like getting crazy and hitting him was actually what she ad libbed in her um, audition. Audition. Yeah, and Hugh Jackman was like, "She's incredible." You yeah, know, like we need. Yeah, she's absolutely perfect for the part. Um, but yeah, she was ba herself. I mean, she yeah. was freaking crazy when they were like on the ranch, and she came out with that guy's head. Yeah. And like threw it, at him. threw it at him. It was like, oh my gosh. Um, but I thought the villain was was really good too. And I loved towards the end when the kids all kind of came together and used their powers um, to basically like bury him in the ground. Yeah, no, um, it, it was definitely a satisfying. Like even the tremors of like the earthquakes, or like when his he was freaking out having a seizure. Oh Professor yeah, X. Like those kind of things were just. Like, oh, that's what he can do. Like, yeah. if he's not contained. Yeah, well, because, like, everything, like, stopped. Yeah, and then you Until... just see, like, everyone slowly... Get, I mean, the reason that they were doing all right is because they had that healing factor, but yeah. everyone else was slowly dying. Well, the hotel scene was really cool because when when Hugh Jackman was, like, in the bottom floor and it was just the girl and Patrick Stewart in the room and those guys kind of stormed the room, mm-hmm. and Hugh Jackman's, like, 
coming down the hallway and like shoving his yeah. claws trying to get to the room. <laughs> and then he just like is freaking just eviscerating you, these people. You just people. see them look like, shoot. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's coming. Like, oh, and after crap. they inject the the medicine or the medication, then everyone just like drops the floors <laughs> dead. Yeah. Um, there's one alive and she like stabs him. Yeah. And I love that she had freaking claws in her feet. Yeah. You know, she was like doing these crazy well, like, they, like related to like the female tigers use their back claws more. Oh, really? Or they have like back claws for like defending their young or like something like that. And I, this is definitely a movie you want to listen to the director's cut. And that's something I still need to do. Yeah. You get a like I don't know if it's in black and white. I don't think so. But it's, you get the take of what they're trying to portray, like the emotion, their thought process, how it used, like originally was going to be. Yeah. It's definitely a, a perspective that makes it even better. Yep. Yeah. Excellent movie. If you have not seen Logan, I implore you to do so. Um, so that was your number three? Yes, that was. So my number three was Black Panther. So... Okay, so we already talked about it. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say there. What was your number two? My number two was Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Um, So as far as Thor's go, or I mean, I guess as far as all the movies go, it's my number two. But like as far as the Thors go, the actor um, Chris Hemsworth didn't want to do them. He was kind of getting burnt out with all of being Thor. And for this one, what was his name? Ratiki or whatever that... Um, director's name was I'm not sure he allowed the actors to have just the way his style was so energetic and kind of like he was either dancing or singing on set most of the time the director oh, okay so he's like there was so much energy it really revitalized the character for um Chris Hemsworth and he's like if I'm under this inv- like he enjoyed himself thoroughly to the point where he went from I'm kind of done Would you with say he Thor- enjoyed himself thoroughly thoroughly <laughs> Oh, that's almost as good as my Jack, or almost as bad as my Jack. Ja- <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to. Yeah. So he, yeah, he enjoyed himself <laughs> come back from thoroughly. And um, now I lost my chain of thought. Is that he went from... Um, we had lived a lot of his parts. Yeah, no, his- yeah, he went from, like, not wanting to play the character to him in interviews saying, like, yeah, if, if he was going to direct the next one, I'll do another Thor. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, and... Chris and um, Ruffalo are both funny people, and most of those lines are like the story of Loki stabbing him when he was a little kid. Yeah, for Loki, that was all ad libbed. So, crazy. It's those kind of things that there's just such a good energy to it. Um, the Hulk relationship with Thor was kind of just like two fighting like brothers. Yeah, it was but, fantastic. You know, like Earth hates you, like just trying yeah. to be mean to each other. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. They're sitting next to each other, just kind of heads down. Yeah, I mean, the Marvel movies have been known for infusing so much humor, but I think this one did it in strides. It was yeah, absolutely hysterical, some like, scenes. and Like, even compared to, like, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which has a very witty cast. Yeah. It's supposed to be witty. It's this one, the entire... It was such a lighthearted and colorful take. And then you have... Was it not the Collector, but the other... The Collector's brother... Who was the dude who ran everything on that world, Shakar? I'm not sure. I just, I know Korg is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, that was the director. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Just hilarious. Yeah. Um, who's the guy in, from Jurassic Park who played that the dude who was kind of super flamboyant? Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's actually the collector from Guardians of the Galaxy who has the stones. I think that's brother, his name, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that's him. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was kind of like I love his Wizard of Oz kind of uh, ride with Thor. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it actually had the same music. But yeah, it was just a great movie. Taking a sip of some Powerade Zero, great flavor. <laughs> Get myself hydrated for my dialogue here. My number one is actually Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Well, I mean, really? I guess Logan is technically, yeah. Um, but my number two is Spider-Man Homecoming. Just because I'm such a big Spider-Man fan. Okay, so and we Tom Holland fan, But yeah. So your two is... My two... Oh, your two is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, so, your so my number one was Infinity War. War. So we've talked about... Good lists. Yeah. I think really good lists. Um, yeah, so let's... Maybe quickly rattle off our favorite characters. Okay. Um, because I'm getting starving, and uh, Lauren, Lauren and I want to go to the zoo today. So, let's pause it real quick. Okay. We're taking a break, folks. We'll be back shortly. And with the power of editing, folks, we're back. It's been yeah. a few hours. Yeah, at least fifteen, sixteen hours. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a very big, important game we were watching last night. Lauren and I went to the zoo yesterday. And uh, we're back to talk about Marvel this morning. I'm a little sleepy, a little groggy. And Ryan wake him up. literally had me give me a wake up call this morning. He called my cell phone and <laughs> hey, I'm I, at your front door. Yeah, exactly. Lauren uh, went for a workout this morning, so um, we're back and we're going to talk about our top five Marvel characters to kick off this uh, second act of the episode. So, Ryan, why don't you say your number five? I just did a list. I don't know if I really put them. In an order. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think I necessarily did either. I mean, I did, but it's fine. Okay, well, then I can put them in order. I think my number five would be Spider-Man. Yeah. You're wrong, but okay. Is that you're closer to your number one? That is my number one. Okay. <laughs> well, he's probably my number 67th. Oh, gosh. And, uh, no, I... He has some cool powers. I think I've ranted about his powers before versus Batman. Well, because it was a they're light years different. Yeah, well, the there was a question. However many episodes ago, would you rather have like Spider Man's power in a place that he couldn't use them, or like Batman if he was like handicapped in the city or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the would you rather. It was when Batman goes to Amish country. (laughs) (laughs) That was the episode. Um, Okay. Yeah, Spider Man. Okay, I have two quick honorable mentions here. that I really like, and that's Shuri, so that's the sister in Black Panther, Okay. in Black Widow. I love Scarlett Johansson. I think she has a lot of sass, a lot of just like... How do you feel about her being blonde now, after whatever hair color? Cause it she dressed, was red before. I think so. Yeah. I prefer the red, but I'm okay, because Scarlett Johansson, I think, is naturally blonde anyways. Oh, And I've like seen her in like a gazillion movies, so um, it didn't really disrupt my love of the character in any way i was taken out of the environment <laughs> <laughs> walked out of the theater in yeah infinity war midway through infinity War. once you got the blu-ray you digitally enhanced her hair <laughs> to be red so yeah. that you felt uh back That's in your place um so yeah i would say those two are like honorable mentions i just really love those characters and honestly they probably would easily make it into the top five here um korg is my number five nice from yeah. ragnarok i mean he'd only had probably 10 minutes of screen time, but in those 10 minutes, I was laughing hysterically. 
No, and, um, all of his lines hit and oh, they were so yeah. perfect. And, and they were starting so, a revolution. And they were so no matter of fact, up. you know, just like so, like this is me, very dry. And he just delivered his lines, yeah. and it was just hilarious. Yeah, I started a revolution, handed out pamphlets, no one showed up, <laughs> <laughs> got arrested. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, ah, drinking that coffee. Um, okay, so Korg is my number five. What is your number four? I think my number four would be Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, and see, okay, Wolverine's my real number one. Okay. <laughs> just like yesterday? Yeah, I just totally forgot about Hugh. I'm sorry, man. I just, ah, he just slipped it on my mind for some reason, which isn't a normal thing. Yeah. No, I, I really love Wolverine. Um, Hugh Jackman played the character really well. Um, what do you put his body through for through like the past 15, 16 years? Yeah. Because the first X-Men came out in like 2000, 2001 or well, something? I was watching something and basically originally he didn't, like he could, he thought he could die at like two weeks out. And then they basically had to film all of his shirtless scenes at the end because they're like, dude, you need to actually die it. Yeah. Well, there was the one scene where, um, I remember when Logan, there was like, you know how the Joaquin Phoenix's Joker recently came out, the picture? Mm-hmm. Well, there was like a picture of Hugh Jackman Wolverine and Logan that came out like months and months and months before release and he looked so aged because he was dying and of course the character in the film needed mm-hmm. to look aged um, and he, I was just like what the heck happened to Hugh Jackman is he does he look like that now yeah is they did just... like enhance him and put makeup and yeah. everything to make him look but there's a particular scene when um, I think it's in the beginning of the movie spoilers of course um, after that like gang like just shoots him up like a million times yeah. and he like he's in like a gas station bathroom he takes his shirt off and like he didn't like drink water for like i don't know how many days you can like what go three days without water but like he like lifted and didn't (laughs) drink water so his veins and everything were just like pulsating and just looked like you could see every yeah muscle in his body bodybuilders do generally like stage day they don't drink water yeah and they start dehydrating so you get that vascularity it's crazy yeah it's people have died on stage really like dehydrate they've actually like kind of outlawed like yeah there's things you can take to dehydrate like pills and stuff they've banned those and they actually test for them because when you're on stage you're sitting there just like (laughs) yeah trying to like get super there was no water with that amount of like contraction in your muscles you can actually get like charlie horses pull muscles yeah like people go down (laughs) (laughs) like man down man down phil's down he drops (laughs) get him off the stage (laughs) It's making us look bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um Come on, Ronnie or Rami or whatever his name is. Sure. Uh is that the cop guy? Ronnie Coleman is. Big Rami, I think, was a big dude named Rami. <laughs> or Rami. So I remember Rami. one time um my buddy and I went to one of those like conventions and um Yeah. And I went up to this lady. This African American female who was like four times the size as me. Yeah. She was like you want an autograph? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. So I got a picture of her like flexing like half naked. I was like 10 years old. And she said... I mean, that's what you do when you're 10. She said like, dear Roosty. Two, Roosty. Two O's, R-O-O-S-T-Y, and like whatever she said. But I just so distinctly remember the she said... The testosterone blurred her vision. <laughs> the cause cataracts. Hey, Roosty. <laughs> oh my gosh. What an no, experience that was. And... Um, I shook Arnold's hand. Did you really? Yeah. I saw him on stage. He's, I he's never... shorter than I thought he would be. Yeah. 
So I'm six foot, and he was actually shorter than I was. Yeah. I expected him to be like six five, like why well, saw Stallone glowing light around him. Yeah. Um, I saw Stallone from a distance, and he had like forty two bodyguards around him. Yeah, and he was going up like an escalator, and we were all like waving at him, and he was you know waving back. He's actually a very personable guy, apparently. Yeah, like he like quotes Shakespeare like when he's on set and stuff. Like he's very well versed. He's just a brilliant person. Yeah, um, which is kind of cool. No, I this was right after like his whole like divorce thing happened. Oh, uh, who? Uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he had his arm broken. And my first instinct, and I didn't do it, was like, "Hey, how's your wife?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I, I shook his hand and I was friendly, and I didn't say anything stupid. But... That's probably good. That's yeah, probably good... but that was my first. It's like eh. life choice. Yeah. Um, where are we at? Four. Your four. My four is Loki. Okay, nice. I really like him. I think you know it's a villain that you don't really need a lot of like backstory necessarily you get that with thor's movies i think enough at least with their father and just conversations that happen but i think someone that really is kind of like can play both sides of the coin really you know he can kind of play the protagonist when he saved thor's life or at least attempted to when they were being attacked by thanos um but at the same time he can be absolutely evil like in the first movie and then even in the second movie at the end of dark world when you thought he died but yeah. he actually was pretending to be his father, which it was so funny in Thor Ragnarok in that the beginning of the movie when they were doing that like play or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was the actor in there? It was um, who was playing Loki. I don't remember. Was it someone famous? Yeah. Just um, made like a random cameo. Yeah. What's his face? Name a movie he was in. Goodwill Hunting. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Really? Matt Damon played Loki. In that <laughs> That's play. awesome. <laughs> And yeah, no, that was definitely a good character. Yeah, no, I like. He's him a had lot. a lot of growth. Well, Tom Hiddleston. I mean, him is just an actor. He's really just a cool person. I think he said he wanted to play Galactus. Like he'd be willing to come back. Okay, he's a different character. Interesting. <coughs> um, well, I mean, you look at um, Josh Brolin. I mean, he's playing Thanos, Thanos but he's Deadpool. also um, in Deadpool. What the heck is his name? It's not like electricity. It's like. Um, not wires. It's uh, what was the Deadpool? Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. What are you talking about? In Deadpool two, his name as a villain. Oh, it was. Why am I just thinking Crowley? That's supernatural. Um, uh, did you... Cable. Cable. That's what it was. Yeah. Wires. Wires. <laughs> electric. Come on, Rusty. Go uh, to thesaurus.com and look up synonyms here. Yeah. Um. Okay, which number three? Um, it would be the Hulk. <laughs> Nice, yeah, he's great. Yeah, uh, I really like the Hulk. Just, just an angry guy who mm-hmm. rages out and can lift heavy objects. I mean, you guys are very similar. You guys share like a striking number of characteristics. Yeah, but the reason I don't think I'd want to be the Hulk is because I'm more of a blue person. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I, I da ba dee da ba da exactly. And um, no, I. Yeah, no, I I would like his powers just contained to a normal looking person instead of like having to rip a bunch of clothes because clothes that that if that frequently you'd get angry, mm-hmm. it costs a lot of money. Well, I think you'd be kind of like Hey Arnold, where you'd have like the same outfit in your your closet for like for every day, seven days a week. Yeah, but you'd have at least like you know forty five pairs of them, so that you you wouldn't have to replenish the the supply for like at least a couple. 
couple weeks. Yeah, a couple nine weeks, weeks to go through. It's like randomly getting angry, exactly. ripping my clothes. Hold on a second. Seven, 45 divided by 7 is not 9. I, I just woke up like 15 minutes ago. Do I have a times table around here? I don't know what that is. What, 14 times 7? 7 times 5 is 35. Oh, oh okay, 42. I'll have six weeks of clothes. Let's go with that. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's do that. See my stomach? Yeah, I did. Hopefully, they didn't get picked up on the camera or the. Maybe the coffee on an empty stomach. The mic. Yeah, I, uh, bathroom is calling my name pretty soon. All right, <laughs> so my number three coming in hot, Eric Stevens or Ste- yeah, Stevens Killmonger. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. Nice. I yeah, just I would look like him any day. Yeah, I, I have a man crush that. on him first of all, but his hair was super awesome, and then how he had like all of those like things all over his body for the number of people that he's killed. Yeah, that's a normal thing to do. <laughs> totally. Uh, but he got freaking jacked for that role. His yeah. pecs are like the size of my entire torso. Well, he came out of Creed, and then he went, because that's more of like a boxer look. Yeah. And then he changed up his training, so it's more of like Bold. an athletic and like functional opposed to look, just for the sports. Look at the picture on your computer. Michael B. Jordan in Friday Night Lights. I want to do the same to see the difference. Michael B. Jordan, Friday Night Lights. Just a chill teenager. Oh my wow. gosh, my stomach. Gurgling. Yeah. Yeah, he's tiny there. Yeah. You see the picture of the shirt <laughs> off like he's running? Yeah. I mean, he's still like fit, but, but n- not yeah. nothing compared to what Creed he is now. Fit. Oh, you look at this. Here's the like side a side by side. Yeah. Do you yeah. see that? For Creed, yeah, big difference, huge, yeah. I could take him on the left <laughs> if we were fighting with swords <laughs> on a in a waterfall. No, it'd be like uh, uh, Indiana Jones, you know, like if he was in Creed fitness shape, you know, like he'd be sitting there just like with his two boxing gloves, like ready to go, and I just pulled a gun. Yeah, no, uh, See, yeah, Ma- Michael, B. To jail Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, I worship <laughs> you, brother. I am not in any way, yeah. No, but you've seen Indiana Jones when that like yeah, in that village and the crazy guys all the swords and he's like doing all kinds of crazy. Well, originally he was supposed to whip him and fight, and but then, then he, he just he was sick of doing the scene because it was like a hundred degrees out, and he, he just told shot Spiel- him. Well, he told Spielberg, he's like, I think yeah, yeah, Spielberg, he's like, no, this is not. I'm pff, shoot him. Yeah, done. And that's one of the most iconic scenes. It really is. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Film. Um, I'll make sure Spielberg directed Indiana Jones so people don't yell at me. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're good here. Spielberg, Indiana Jones. All right, no one's going to kill me. All righty, Ryan. What's your number three? What did you say for your three? Hulk. Oh, okay. I said Killmonger. We just sat there and worshipped Michael B. Jordan for like five (laughs) minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So my number two would be Deadpool. What? Yeah, he's probably like an honorable mention. I probably should have had him on my list. Now my list feels like crap because... Yeah, right. well, Deadpool, he's just a sarcastic piece of work, and that's how I identify. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, it's a very fitting. Um, nothing wrong with taking a bunch of swords or bullets. That would be cool. I love his weapons of choice. Yeah, it's just kind of really old school. Yeah, I just like how sarcastic he is. I think I'd even have an honorable mention for the taxi cab driver in Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> He's amazing. Bondu or whatever his name is. Mr. Pool. What does he call? I think he calls him like Mr. Pool. 
Um, he, like, kills his cousin or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> he got in a wreck. He's like, who's, in, who's in the back seat or who's in the trunk? <laughs> he's like, I took your advice, Mr. Poole. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then you have the two X-Men in the back just like, really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he starts lecturing him, yeah. but then he like leans in. He's like, "Yeah, good job." Um, I kind of want to watch Deadpool. Let tonight. him go, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, snap his neck. Yeah. Uh, number two, Thor. Thor. Yeah. yeah, I think his progression as a character is really great. Like I loved in the first one when he comes to Earth, and it's just like mind-boggling to him. Like just the food, he's like eating pop tarts and stuff, and like just. Crazy cultural difference, clearly, but when you go from their home planet, what is uh, it, Asgard. Asgard, to to Earth, welcome to Earth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he is also just like more of a beautiful man in Ragnarok. Yeah. No, I agree. No, but I think he's just really has some really iconic, cool scenes where you know, especially when he comes to Wakanda with the Thor hammer, is so awesome with his electric, and he's like. What does he say? Like, give me Thanos. Or something like that. Bring me Thanos. Bring me Thanos, yeah. yeah. Um, And even in Ragnarok, where he's like on that bridge, an immigrant song by Led Zeppelin starts playing. It's like, yeah. (laughs) And he just starts kicking people, electric. Yeah. Or electricity's all around. Come to the land with the ice and the snow. Yeah, it's too early for that. Dude, it's never too early for lead. You gotta get the lead out. As Jack Blacks. Let me have like three more. Don't tell me you never got the lead out. Robert Plant, Jimmy Page. Yeah, now I'm suffering from diseases from all that lead. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> it's a school, it's that of, school of rock quote, man. Don't tell me you've never gotten the lead out. Uh, all right, so what's your number two? That was my number two. It's, what's your number two? Thor's number two for you? No, oh, number one. No, Deadpool was. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, gosh. We're in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. What is your number one? Thanos. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, I love Thanos. He's great. He kills people, and he has weird <laughs> motivations, and he loves death. <laughs> uh, those are very rational reasons, too. Such an attractive mistress. Yes. Um, my number one is Spider-Man. Okay. With yeah. Wolverine kind of in the same spot. Okay. So for nice. reasons that we've already explained, I think. Yeah, good character. But yeah, it's tough. I mean, there's a lot. I Like we've talked about a dozen or more times um, in this episode. I think it's really cool how... They've been able to develop all these different characters in their own singular movies, but then even in the bombastic spectacle Avengers movies, everyone kind of has their moments to shine. Yeah, I know. It's, really, it's well-developed characters. Really cool. Uh, so let's talk list. about uh, who we'd want to be, right? Yes. So other than Thanos, who would you want to be? <laughs> um, there was a guy named Sentry, um, Robert, Robert Reynolds. Yeah. He is essentially like a Superman character. I couldn't find... I was going to watch through like a 30 minute video because there was this guy I was trying to find. But basically, he's like a Superman character. He is a watchdog who has a cape. Okay. Um, he was cool, but there's a different character, I believe, who's like him, who I think joins the Avengers. And he's like a hero sometimes, but he's also a villain. Interesting. Because he has anger. And I think I would want to be that guy. I just couldn't find his name. Okay. That or Jean Grey. Um, oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, and the you Phoenix. said you said you haven't seen the trailer for um, <laughs> no, but the Phoenix Force would be cool to have, um, just pretty much everything that she has, and then maybe if Professor X wasn't a jerk and like 
bottled up my emotions mm-hmm. by whatever he did with my brain. That or Wolverine. Yeah, I've always wanted claws. Absolutely. Well, Jean Grange, she kind of great. She kind of rivals Professor X, right? With her yeah, powers. she like liquidates him or like evaporates him in X Men Three, I think. The Last Stand. No, there were three X Men, and then there were like the kid X Men's. Yeah. So there was the original three. Yeah, there was X Men, then there was X Two, and then X Men Three: The Last Stand. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's when Jean Grey dies, essentially. But at the very end of the movie, she like you see the Phoenix like underwater or something like that. I don't remember that. That's been years. I have them on Blu-ray if you want to borrow them. Um, but Jean Grey is a great choice. I actually prefer her um, in the original three movies. Opposed to Sophie. The younger, yeah. Probably mm-hmm. because she's just a very beautiful, beautiful lady mm-hmm. in the original movies. It's the same. It's the mom in Taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I li- I really liked the the romance between Wolverine and and, and Jean. You know, and they they couldn't necessarily be together because she was with Scott, the the Cyclops Cyclops guy. Um, but I think until she murdered him, it's cool. Yeah, but I think Wolverine, Logan, and Jean were always meant to be together. Like, give me a yeah. break. Then he had to kill her, and yeah, that's right. He stabbed her through the stomach with his claws. Yeah, because he was able to regenerate fast enough. Yeah, yeah. I need to watch those movies. Yeah, they weren't bad. I like the first one. I like X two the most. X two was when like Nightcrawler they storming the uh, house at the beginning. Yes, well, so in the, I think the first scene in that movie is Nightcrawler in the 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 White House. Oh yeah, and he's like you know teleporting all these different like places and stuff. That was a really and they get shot and the dagger is just right on the president's desk. Yeah, it was a great introduction to the character. But I think you're right when they do show up to that house and Wolverine's like up getting milk or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More like you're probably drinking whiskey, drinking milk. Yeah. yeah, that was crazy because you just hear stuff and then yeah, start darting people and then yeah, good movies. <clears throat> what about you? What's your? Um, I would say Spider Man. I think that's kind of goes without saying. Um, Deadpool. If I could like narrate my life as he does, and I was as funny as Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, Spider Man. That's a good choice. So. No, I need to play that new Spider-Man game. Just oh my gosh. flying around the city. We both do. I feel like that, when Lorne was gone in Japan, would have been the game I should have played. Yeah. Because I could have really vegged out to that. Just, you know, going around the city, doing all the, the side stuff. But uh, you live and learn. Next time Lorne goes to Japan, I'll yeah. get a game more mindless like that. But I did play Dragon Quest yesterday for about an hour and a half. Yeah. And I really am enjoying it. Good. So Good. I'll probably play some more of that today. Good. So we can talk about it potentially next week, depending on where Absolutely. you're at. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll probably. Hope. I mean, I think I could probably get through twenty, twenty-five hours in the week. Play a couple. <laughs> play a couple hours every night. Yeah, that'll at least get you into the second, third. Yeah. So. so. All right. So what are we going to talk about next? The future of Marvel, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. What do you want to talk about here? I mean, we want to talk about. I guess kind of what we want or where we see it going. Yeah. I, we could do where we see it going and then what we want. We Yeah, okay. That's fair. So kind of where I see it going, if Guardians 3 is a thing before everyone rage quits that over the director, yeah. um, Adam Warlock is going to be a character in that because they've teased him already. Um, I would guess he's going to be a character in that. Um, whether he's a hero, I think probably a villain at first because they don't know who he is, like mm-hmm. fighting him versus those gold people, and then him becoming a hero. Um, and then 
Galactus potentially. They have to come up with a giant villain. I doubt they're going to kill Thanos. He's probably just going to be imprisoned or something. I forget how it all ends, but he's probably not going to die. You can't get rid of that big of a character. <coughs> um, and then what I really want is for Fox to lose the rights to the X-Men and Fantastic Four and really de- like Deadpool and everyone and just have it go back to Marvel because mm-hmm. yeah. they own the rights temporarily. Um, so if they can do that, even though I doubt Logan would have happened if Disney had the rights. Oh, no, not that not that dark. Gritty. Yeah. And I doubt Deadpool would have been how Deadpool was. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, so that's a catch-22, I guess. Um, at least Fantastic Four. Yeah, that I mean, would be cool. Because I, I think they played a bigger part in Infinity Wars. Yeah, I mean, I don't care for those characters just because the movies to Sucked. date have been horrible. Yeah. Uh, but if Marvel Cinematic Universe Disney does have the rights, I feel like they could do the characters justice. Yeah, because I think Silver Surfer introduced Galactus. Oh, really? You, yes. I never saw any of the Fantastic Four, but I was doing research and he like, He was seen as, like, clouds circling the planet. Because, essentially, Galactus is a bunch of energy, and he just has to consume worlds. Interesting. To maintain balance and to feed himself. So he's always hungry. I definitely saw the first one with um, Chris Evans as Flame Guy. Yeah. And Jessica Alba, I think, was Mm -hmm. the Invisible Lady. Um, Yeah. And that was very, very average. And, of course, that was before any of the Avengers movies, so I, like, had nothing to compare it to. Mm -hmm. Um, But the second one I did not see because it looked terrible. And then... When they redid everything with Michael B. Jordan, I think was even one of the characters in those movies. Yeah, well, they the last one that they made was horrible, from what I've heard. Yeah, and it was only to keep the rights because they have to make a movie every so often. <laughs> so they to keep the rights, or else it automatically goes back to Disney. That's I think insane. They every four years, so they just pump out crappy movies and they keep the rights. Like why? I mean, good I, job, I, Fox. Yeah, exactly. That's just horrible uh, business practices. X-Men, they have done a good job, though. I agree. For the most part. There are so many offshoots, though, of, like, kid people. Yeah. Um, as far as what I'd want to see, um, I would think after all of this goes down with the gauntlet killing everyone, most likely having them return in some way in Avengers 4, um, I would want to, because it's such a large scale now, Mm -hmm. we can't go back to just, hey, let's talk about Earth stories. It's going to have to be another galactic or universal problem to at least compete with Thanos. Um, So I think getting the larger kind of hierarchy of the cosmic entities would be a thing that they would want to do or I would want to see. Introducing the one above all, if you need him, uh, at least the living tribunal. And then, like, Eternity, which is more of a galactic scale. Okay. So those kind of guys. Yeah, no, I think that'd be really cool. And I think naturally the progression is, you know, you need someone that's one and a half steps above the current villain, which that being Thanos. You have to escalate it. And so, you know, I kind of foresee Captain Marvel bridging that gap, whether it's the middle of the movie, she gets the message from Samuel L. Jackson, or what's his character's name? Uh... He's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yeah, but, uh, gosh, I forget his name. Whatever, it doesn't really matter. Eye patch guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think whether she gets that message in the beginning of the movie or the very end, and somehow she 
either destroys one of the stones, gets one of the stones, holds on to it, somehow disrupts Thanos's acquiring of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how Avengers, Avengers 4 plays out will be interesting because if she does disrupt the timeline, then none of those events in Infinity War would have necessarily happened. I don't know how they're going to do that. Well, I think Nebula was the one who devised the plan with the remaining Avengers and defeat, like as a poetic justice. Because, but then she, she ends up screwed. She ends up getting the gauntlet, the gauntlet in the comics, um, and then she, I think, she turns into a villain temporarily, maybe. And Thanos agrees with Avengers to basically Help take take her out. Yeah. Yeah. Which could be interesting if they end up doing that with... Because um, she's, like, tempor- the second, uh, what, Gamora died, mm-hmm. it gave her the potential of being like, what, I can turn evil. And, like, I think I should rule kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would be cool. Even if they introduced, like, Thanos' brothers and sisters, because um, he's a lot of them, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they called? Basically, those perfect beings created by the um, Celestials. Even more Celestials. That would be really cool. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Celestial Wars. Mm. And then you have like that giant golden Celestial Armor Killer. That'd be cool. You have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I'm kind of just nodding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'd want yeah. everything to go. No, I think all those things like make sense. Um, yeah, for me, kind of going off of what I was saying you know, a few minutes ago... I think Captain Marvel is going to kind of connect the storylines between um, what happened in the events of Infinity War 1, whatever ends up happening in Captain Marvel itself, and then um, leading into Infinity War Part 2. And kind of what I'd like to see and maybe what I think is going to happen, first of all, the Russo brothers recently took a picture of one of them in a room with a computer. Yeah. And there were all these different things kind of set up, and they said basically the caption of the Instagram post was, look closely. And it looked like it was either AA or AE. Uh, the letters were formed from just the objects in the room. So I either take that as being Avengers Assemble or Avengers Eternal for the title for Infinity War Part Two. I don't, I don't think they're going to just title it Infinity War Part Two. No, that's just a working title. Yeah. Uh, so I think yeah, it's either going to be Eternal or Assemble, which would be kind of weird because apparently the first Avengers movie, um, of course, as it was advertised here, it was just Marvel's Avengers. Um, but in other territories around the world, I think it was kind of advertised as Avengers Assemble. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I don't know if they want there to be any confusion there. I, I'd imagine they would not. So from that sense, I think Avengers Eternal is probably where they're going. But um, considering it's out in less than a year, we'll probably know by the end of the year, I would think, by December. We'll yeah. probably have a trailer, I would think, by December. I'm not going to watch the trailer. Um, I'm going to do it that way. Because we've discussed this <clears throat> off podcast, I believe. Yeah, I don't know what I'll do. I, I it's tough for me to do that with movies. Like when Episode Nine's trailer for Star Wars comes out, I'll probably watch that forty times in the first day it comes out. Yeah, I'm afraid for what's going to happen with that. So yeah, I'm I'm not going to watch. It's really hard not to. And like, what movie did I watch? I watched a trailer recently, and like one of my coworkers is doing it because his friend didn't see the spoiling of Mjolnir, um, or didn't see like deaths or like things happening. Mm-hmm. So it was that much more impactful in the movie. Yeah. So I really want to do that. So like when I go into the theater, I haven't seen anything. That's Opening fair. scenes, anything. Yeah. 
No, I think it's a good goal to have, and certainly I respect it because I'm trying to do the same thing with like Kingdom Hearts and stuff like that. Yeah, games that I really want to play and I'm passionate about. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think you know, however they decide to bridge that gap between Captain Marvel and, and the new Avengers. Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, clearly they're not going to go down the comic book line because um, they've already just kind of taken a drastic turn from how that scenario played out in the comics. I think somehow they're going to get the gauntlet back, whether that's because of time changes, you know, like they go back in time with Captain Marvel and and stuff like that and just like just somehow shatter, destroy the gauntlet so that he doesn't have the opportunity to... Um, See, I don't know if they're going to do that because the gauntlet's so iconic. Like, the entire... Actually, pretty much all the movies have led up, either teasing the gauntlet. Yeah. Like, it's... They're probably going to put it in new um, Asgard's, like, vault. Kind of like the old one. Probably something like that, yeah. that That's probably the more realistic thing. I guess then you go into... Who uh, has the stones? Or who has the gauntlet? It, that, but even more so, like, are they just going to, like, replay the battle scene at the end of Avengers 3 in Wakanda and Captain Marvel shows up and her and Thor just like team or tag team the fight or something. Like, I, don't, I don't know how that... Well, I don't know if they're going to use... Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I think it's going to be those guys. She's going to come eventually meet the Avengers that are left, like the original squad, and then they're going to devise a plan. Yeah. But they just lost... It's going to be like... I don't want Nick like a, Fury. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Name. yeah. I don't need like a Saving Private Ryan like opening scene of just like people crying and stuff. Yeah. That would be so depressing. Like as they're slowly dissolving into I, nothing. Yeah, like, I mean screaming. It, it'll be interesting to see if it's like a, a year and a half later type thing, or if it is going to open the movie with just like them mourning the loss. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. has to go to Aunt May, like. Yeah. If I mean Spider Man's missing, like she's gonna freak it the heck out. People are gonna be crying. And the first person she's gonna go to is is Robert Downey Jr.'s character, Iron Man. You know, well that be might be a motivating thing besides trying to get everyone back. Yeah, just like that interaction. Exactly. Um, So yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't want to psych because you know we psyched ourselves up so much for Last Jedi, and all of my expectations were shattered for for better and for worse. You know, as far as like where the plot went. And so, like, I don't want to... Well, like, at least this one, it was developed in a way that anything could happen and it could be good. Well, and like, the Russo one, brothers had a, a, a vision a in mind from Infinity War Part 1. Yeah, it know? wasn't a J.J. Abrams, hey, let's do some open-ended things and hopefully the next dude does something good. Yeah, it, which he did. So, hopefully, <laughs> they do... They Since they have a goal in mind, they can execute that. And I have full faith in them based off of their track record. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it'll be good. Uh, May of next year for Avengers 4? Yeah, May 3rd. Awesome. Uh, Any closing thoughts for Avengers? Marvel? This was fun. Um, We can definitely do something if other topics arise for Marvel. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to kind of do like a very spoiler-filled discussion post-seeing. Probably do see Captain Marvel and Avengers and then do one, because I don't think we need to do one for Captain Marvel. No. And do one for, yeah, it'd be too much. But um, I think it'd be fun to do like a spoiler-filled discussion about uh, Infinity War Part 2. Yeah, I'll have to see it like two or three times. And... Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you all for listening. <laughs> thank you for the questions that we didn't receive this week. You can write into the show <laughs> at Otaku. <Such> a dick. <laughs> 
You can write into the show at otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at relewis2011, where I periodically post about reminding you guys to uh, write into the show because when people are writing in, um, it's not that big of a deal. Ryan and I can you know talk about other stuff, but I think it makes the show a lot more fun when when we're interacting with all of you fine people. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, just getting that dialogue going is always a good thing so but we want to thank you all for listening to the episode we hope you enjoyed the marvel talk i know there's a lot of fatigue out there with the marvel cinematic universe but hopefully we reinvoked the passion in all of you out there reinvigorated there it is there it is all right thank you for listening ryan any closing thoughts yeah have a good day week month yeah until next time we'll see you later bye see ya Thank you.